Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pitch. Do you tune it up? Do it up. Where did he go, man? Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tommy Daslo, and joining me as always... Beep, beep, it's Ben Vanell. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And joining me as always... Hong Kong, it's Adam Knox. Well, actually, just give me a minute. I'm just going to go to the toilet. <laughs> just make sure we stop recording no, and we'll take it out. Let's just keep going. I think, uh, we should, uh, I think we should get in a quick comedy festival plug up the top of the show. Yes. Because okay. it starts very soon. Let's not, Rather than do it at the end, let's quickly do it now. Well, yeah. just While to give... Go to the toilet. Okay, well, I don't, I'm not actually going to the toilet. <laughs> okay. I'm making a little joke about how we left that in by mistake Luke for McGregor. a little bit last week. Oh, I see. If you I got in say, early. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. This is a joke for maybe a couple hundred people. The real ones. Yeah. Every single one of them tweeted. <laughs> 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 it was very funny. Gonzo journalism is how someone referred to it, and I thought <laughs> yeah. that was funny. That's, we accidentally left Luke going to the toilet in. So. It's within our uh, established style, yeah. I think. Yeah. No, well, let's be clear. Luke, we had some problems with the mics and while true, we were fixing that true. up Luke it ended said, up being the power their yes, power was yes. surging yeah luke said i'm gonna go to the toilet while you're so when you say we left in luke going to the toilet <laughs> it makes it sound like we've rigged up some kind of recording setup in the toilet yeah and we yeah, had yeah physically the sounds of him going i don't believe his business was audible on the podcast that's no, pretty that's like a very howard stern show <laughs> like, <laughs> we, we record our guests going to the toilet well, that's a bad ho- we record our guests going to the toilet hey uh, do do you hate that guy no Mm. Is that Howard Stern? Anyway, That's, yeah, comedy he's festival. He's got a pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're awesome. Uh, comedy festival starts in one week. One yep. week. Uh, we all have shows on. My show is called Turtle Island. It's the true story of my parents and I being held hostage on a resort island in Fiji. It's on from March the 30th until April the 10th, 7 p.m. at the Cooper's Inn. And you boys are doing your show, Chimp Cop. Yes. Imposter Syndrome. That's right. Chimp Cop, the sketch group, is back. Me, Knox, Rosie, and Timothy Clark uh, doing like a sci fi comedy play. It's uh, similar to stuff we've done before, which is like a narrative sketch comedy thing. It's silly, very silly. Silly, wacky, Pink Panther, Naked Gun. Yeah. But this time about space. So, yes. space balls, I guess. Or, <laughs> but not really like that. No. Space Panther or the space Naked Space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I suspect that the filthy casuals out there will like it because it is, yeah, it's sci-fi. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. video game adjacent. Um, so, that is 7.30 Friday and Saturday, 6.30 Sunday. Yeah. Only those days, but all throughout the festival. First yeah. to the 24th of April. Yeah. And a little earlier than that for your show, which starts earlier than that. Yeah. Yes. Comedyfestival.com.au for tickets to that. Would love to see some filth there. Yeah. Always great having you guys in. Yep. And uh, yeah, we, we fucking, for those people that think, hey, oh, get end of the episode, they just start doing the plugs. That's when I turn off. Well, we fucking tricked you. Yeah, it's all backwards this week. <laughs> yeah. Is there ever the, 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 Graham? Hogwarts hog? Yeah. Uh, Hogwarts is just warthog backwards. What the fuck? The fuck? The first weird thing J.K. Rowling's done. <laughs> there was a big, yeah, I guess, there was a big old, this is like a week ago now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, the day after last ep. Yeah. Mm. yeah. A state of play. Uh, a, a weirdly long one for one game. Mm. I don't think I've, I remember seeing, uh, yeah, this sort of thing happens sometimes, often with yeah. PC games and stuff like that, or like simulations and stuff of the long, but like for a state of play. I think there's been one before. Where they um, did just one game yeah, for like 20 minutes. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And for, wasn't there a Gran Turismo one a little while ago? But anyway, 
For I mean, that's what I'm thinking of. Especially yeah. oh, weird yeah. to have a Sony branded state of play for a game that is coming out across, I think, every mm. platform. Is it? Yeah. It's I d- coming out on the Switch as well, I saw. which No right. way, really? Yeah. Okay, that's it, strange. It, it may not be Xbox. It, uh, oh, it is. But, I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. I think okay. it's everything. Yeah, right. I'm going to double check that. I'm going to fact check the fact checkers. It's, uh, oh, fuck, it is. It is. It's coming yeah. out. Yeah. It's an Avalanche game, I believe. They're uh-huh. developing it. It's being published by like the Harry Potter brand Port Key, which does like just every Harry Potter game. Okay. Which I noticed is it, it's in the logo of the game. Yeah. It's Port Key, but it's being made by Avalanche, who did Just Cause, Mad Max. Mm hmm. Something else more recently, which some, I forget, maybe Rage stuff. or something. Yeah. Um, but I've liked all of their games pretty much. And um, this one looked great. Yeah. I, I think it's worth, if you're interested in this game, and like obviously there's a lot of uh, extraneous outside of the existence of this game stuff about Harry Potter and whatever. And like yeah. from mille- people making fun of millennials for ever having liked it all mm-hmm. the way down to people going, well, it's morally wrong to like it anymore. But <laughs> yes. this it's, game it's evil looked- to have read those books yeah. when you were 10. Right. It's satanic. <laughs> people yes. going, I actually never liked it. It's like, I knew you You've when you were fucking 13. you got a fucking tattoo of it on your fucking leg, <laughs> yeah. mate. No, that's just a stick. It's not a wand. I just like being in the bush and picking like one nature. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, it feels to me like what we're saying about it being weird that this state of play exists for specifically this game. Mm. It feels like there is now this like big ramping up PR campaign. we got to kind of like push everyone towards this game to do everything we can to wash that Dirty J.K. Rowling taste yeah. out of people's mouth. I mm. I feel like the next like eight months, or you know, specifically when this game comes out, there is a lot of work behind the scenes of because so much, so many people have put a lot of time into this game, yeah. and they don't want it to flop just because of people's ethical objections. Completely fair enough, ethical objections right. to the person who is the prime financial benefactor of right. the Harry Potter brand. 100%. Because, yeah. like, I think, yes, all of the objections against stuff she says, I Completely give a big fair. thumbs yep. up to. Yeah. Yep. Those objections, I mean, I give the thumbs up to. <laughs> Don't like the objections. <laughs> then the middle finger gets raised yeah. on both hands, <laughs> just in general, because I'm a rude kind of guy. young yeah. JK. Yeah, but... Um, I don't feel like buying this game is the equivalent of donating to a political party. Like, right? It's not even. It's talk like about it as. I. I would understand. So obviously, yeah, I agree with the objections to J.K. Rowling's view. I'm a separate the art from the artist kind of guy. Like, I watch Woody Allen films because you know he's never impacted. You know, I've never met him. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. like I disagree with his views or what he's done. Yeah, and if that happened to coincide with my real life, I'd be like, hey, stop doing that, you know? But like right, me but watching it, a movie is, has no impact. But if on there was that. a video Especially game because you pirate That's <laughs> <laughs> moral yeah. in those yeah. situations. No, I've yeah, I probably have not ever bought any of his movies. If there was a video game came out that was set in the Annie Hall universe, but fifty years before the two characters in the film Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. basically New York. <laughs> There's like slight implications that one day there'll be a guy named whatever his yeah. name is doing stand up. Yeah. Just yeah. people, be people like not talking to the camera and people <laughs> people holding cocaine perfectly happily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, it, so anyway, it's a very complicated conversation that it will continue. You are right, but right, the game itself they made a very uh, appealing and um, good case for this looking like a pretty good game. Yeah. I think it looks. Fantastic. Because yeah. the strange thing about... Magical. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's cast yeah, okay. a spell on you. Uh, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the annoying thing for the people making this game is that, like, yeah, none of the, like, Harry Potter, like, those actual characters are in this game. Yep. And it is still set in the world that J.K. Rowling has created, inverted commas, which is just the world of... Wizarding and magic, yeah. which is basically just public domain at this point. You yeah, know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's kind of just with. A, they could have just made like a slight lateral move and just been like, oh, just set it a wizarding school, right? Uh, right. The sure. world of uh, goblins and yeah. Uh, yeah. flying broomsticks that have just existed in <laughs> yeah. popular culture for hundreds of years at this point. Yeah. yeah, it's so divorced from any of the like the nitty-gritty stuff that she's created or because it's like the title of the school it's which still is tied mm, into that world. It but. is one of the things that is most interesting about this to me is that it's all different teachers, all different characters. Yep. Like, it's obviously, it's Hogwarts, it's those same houses, there's the same ghosts and stuff walking around and it right. looks like Hogwarts. You've got centaurs in the woods and all that shit. Yep. But you have these different characters, a completely different story that has nothing to do with any of the regular Harry Potter stuff. 
but it takes those things that it, it seems to be picking the things that are most interesting about that world, mm -hmm. which is like, it's going straight to year five. You're like a new student, but you're in mm -hmm. the fifth year there, which is like, I don't know, a 16 year old or something in the right. thing. And, but at the point where, so you can, it makes sense that you'd be exploring around a bit more and yep. stuff like that. Yeah. Getting into fights. And Getting into punch-ons. Yeah, into biffs. Drinking cans of V at <laughs> lunchtime. Uh, butter V. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Red Bull gives you wings, so? Yeah. I can fly I'm anyway. Fuck I'm a fucking bloody broomstick. And um, there's a bit yeah. of a plot of like a, a an over, a, like a, a grander sort of threat that you are right. being called upon to help with, which is funny mm -hmm. that it's like, why is it, why is this fucking school always the first line of defense? Yeah, <laughs> it's like they're not sending. There's a ministry year of 10. magic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why is it always year ten kids yeah. that are first in line on the battlefield? And why in any of the other Harry Potter like books and movies aren't people going? This is this is a little bit like what happened in 1880, isn't it? Remember that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like kinda... in Fargo, how they just keep yeah, referring back yeah. to something Kansas, you haven't seen yet. Yeah, yeah. it makes an argument for Harry Potter being an anime. To me, yeah. where there's like, there's a big world threatening event going on. Yes. Should we recruit a couple fucking kids? Just put them in these robots? Yeah, what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. That'd yeah, be pretty yeah. funny. Generation spanning is a bit JoJo's bizarre adventure. And so. Kids with dead parents is very anime. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Orphans yeah. are anime. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, uh,. Yeah, you're, you make your own character. Yeah, I, yeah. I like to look at that character customization. It's an RPG. Yeah. It's yeah. an action RPG. It's, it's not. It's it's that's what it is. So it's character customization. It's it's I assume you know skill trees and uh, there are skill trees. It showed yeah. them as yeah. well. Yeah, uh, casting spells as your attacks and things like that, as you might imagine. But then I didn't really expect to see the um, sort of scale it appears to be on. Where mm. you're, you're going around Hogwarts and it seems like it's intricate and it's got all the little hidden doorways and whatever. And then the grounds surrounding the school. Uh, also explorable where mm -hmm. there's big griffins and, and mm -hmm. fucking Harry Potter shit all out there. And there's a giant uh, Peter Griffin out there. Yeah. But I don't like magic Lois. Yeah. This is worse He's, than the yeah. time I got cast uh, in <laughs> casting a spell. That's worse than the time I got cast in the reboot mm -hmm. of Joey. Okay. And then he'd be like, there we go. Nah, okay. where are my friends? Yeah. yeah. And it was deliberately a bad joke in honor of family. Why <laughs> oh, wasn't there ever like a family guy video game that's like a WarioWare style thing? Where it's Ooh. like all the cutaways. They and did. then it's just like a two second little micro game. They made they made a family guy game that I think the cutaways you also participated oh, really? in. It was like a shitty sort of I know there's a game PS2 where you like fight the up. fucking giant chicken for a long time. Yeah, I think they, they did stuff like that okay. in the okay. family game. We should game. play that for YouTube maybe. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, is, so is Peter Griffin like, is he there in place of Hagrid? He's just really big. Well, there's no one in place of Hagrid. Mm. No one can replace him. So there, he, there's no... There's, He's irreplaceable. You, you got your new characters as the teachers and stuff like that. Clean slate, but it's still because it's a castle... So the modern day version looked old. It still looks the same, even though it's in the 1800s. You mm -hmm. know, that is the thing. Seeing that it's set then, you go, "Oh wow, that's gonna." And then it's like, "Oh no, hang on." <laughs> yeah, that has no. Yeah, it's <laughs> castles whatsoever. Monday, yeah, <laughs> we just won't see a bus. Yeah, but like Hogsmeade is in it, so there's a town to explore. Like yeah. it is, it's big. It's an open world game, uh, and it, it's coming out at the end of this year, which was a surprise after you know the the way that game's been talked about for a while now is that like oh maybe it was in a bit of trouble and maybe they yeah. were finding it difficult and da da da. So at this point, it is slated for the end of this year, but yeah, that, that may very well slip. But combat yeah. looks fun. It looks like sort of like an Arkham like. Timing based thing where like it, the that would make sense. It's with yeah. sort of like a big fist almost. If you imagine like the hitbox is just like an yeah. extended. I saw someone It'd saying on the uh, Discord, our Discord, that um, yeah, hoping that there is a degree of intricacy to casting the spells. Because right. if it's just you have a spell mapped to a button, it's like, well, that's not. That's exactly you know, what I like was just going to say. Yeah. And flick their wrist in a yeah. You want that to be replicated. In if some way. you are conjuring a magic gun, yeah, that will be a. Bit of a uh, disappointing use of literally unlimited creative license to do whatever you want with right, your yeah. moves and stuff. That's what I assume it is, though. And that'd be Probably. easier to play it that way, right? Probably. Like, it's and not a sim. But you could, if, if they get like a sort of ratchet and clanky kind of like clever, weird sort of weapons or attacks or spells or whatever you want to right. call them. Uh, that would be interesting, but yeah, it looks fun. You're flying around on a yeah. broomstick. Do but potions. You know, an Arkham Spider-Man-y kind of timing combo -y sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Would be the most satisfying. That's kind of similar to what Mad Max was, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, and yeah, that broomstick would make sense. for instead of like a yeah, it's kind of open worldy and yep. these big grounds instead of a 
horse or whatever. It's like, yeah, cool. You're flying around in your little broomstick. Yeah. I, w- I was surprised to see how much it looks like it's coming together. So yeah. that's cool that that is adding to the big pile of uh, good seeming games that are coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coming out way in the future. Way in the future, okay. I would imagine. Yeah, is oh, yeah. a new uh, Witcher game. A new The Witcher game, which hmm? is what it's about. <laughs> witches. Um, it's not about witches. It's about witches. There's witches in it's the Witcher. Witches with a hard R. <laughs> there's witches, but there are also witches in Witcher. Yeah, true. Um, and sorceresses. Sorceresses, sorcerers. And a whole bunch of other shit that they said they were never going to go back to, but right. <laughs> Cyberpunk bombed, and they were like, "Push the big red Witcher button. Yeah, <laughs> let's get another one out there and try yep. and uh, get a good name back." Um, it is probably a long, long time off. All they showed yeah. was like a uh, picture of a like a cat medallion in the snow. I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. so. Not the wolf thing. It won't be Geralt. I Could don't it know. Be Siri probably. Maybe I think they might have said that it's a prequel or something or maybe that's speculation i don't what, remember what they said is they're not make they the one of the developers said we have not announced the witcher 4 right what we have announced is we're doing another game in the witcher series and it, it is the beginning of a new saga i think right. they said right so it is yes that same they're making the world. witcher 2 oh <laughs> Again, <laughs> if they redid The Witcher One, I wouldn't hate that. If yeah. people just all of a sudden realize, like, yeah, hang on, they went from one to three. <laughs> they never brought out two. <laughs> Fuck, it's just been there this whole time. None well, of us noticed. As far as I'm concerned, they only brought out three. Like, I tried two, and it mm. was a little clunky by the time I got around to it. I never even played one. So one is difficult to go back to, in my opinion, these days. Uh, I think two was was pretty all right. If right. you can, you know, go back to that sort of time. But yeah. uh, I, I really. really Really liked The Witcher Three, and that you know that even though this one is far away, and I didn't sort of think that I would be interested in another Witcher game, even mm-hmm. because Three was such a comprehensive um, sort of final point of that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you're making a game about a, a traveling swordsman going around a big fantasy world. You did it with Witcher Three. So it's pr- about as big as is fun to play, right? And the story was good. And a lot of variety in there, a lot of different stuff. It looked great, still looks great to this day. Exactly. Just- it still stands as like one of the best open world games if you played it for the first time today. Yeah. But yeah. who knows how we'll feel in seven years when this comes out. Because- I genuinely think six or seven years, right? Well, the when they were like, hey, Cyberpunk, that was, I think, 2013. Right. And then they put that out in 2020. Yeah. So... You're yeah. probably looking at about that span again, I would think, because yep. part of them, the point of them announcing it was to recruit to make it, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, long way away, but I guess... Because they're still sort of working on Cyberpunk, aren't they? Yeah, they, they just dropped it for a like long time. DLC and yeah. stuff like that. There's, and they're going to put out an expansion. Yeah. They're going to, you know, keep following through on their necessary promise to improve that game. <laughs> yep. So good for them. Uh, by all report, I haven't gone back to Cyberpunk, but by all accounts, yeah. they are fixing a lot of the broken stuff in it, but it doesn't sound like it still fulfills the uh, potential that they sold it with, I suppose. Right. Like, you know, wh- whether or not that game is good as what it is, I do think that it's fair to say it didn't kind of match what they were portraying mm. i think you felt like outside of the technical stuff of it it just wasn't like the story and all the rest of it just wasn't i i i, I got for you i i played like 30 something hours of it or whatever i can't remember now right. but like i think so the story I was, was good it. right but it was more the world the open world of it was not very believable when you compare it to the witcher as well again right. the last game before that there just wasn't the um the the good stories in that open world like the main thrust of it was a cool action game Mm. but then also i did find i remember now that that it was it was kind of broken in a way that let me just play it easily and not find any challenge in any of this stuff because i think i was going through and just like really killing people quickly in these missions (laughs) and it didn't matter um that's cool though dude yeah that's cool (laughs) you really feel like a cyberpunk i felt like a real man yeah Yeah. no one's watching john wick and going fucking hell he's He's taking care of this pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, I thought this would have lasted the longer. Challenge. You just shot him in the head. Um, and I loved it. I've played it for like 100 hours now and yeah. uh, see no flaws with it because I had no bugs or anything as, as well. So mm. I do right. think they fixed the bugs and the old consoles that now runs to an acceptable standard. But yeah, yeah if you still found it like a bit shallow... It's the same game. Because yeah. they, they put out one of those more recent Deus Ex games when people were expecting, me included another witcher game yeah and yeah it w- and it wasn't that thing which 
fair enough. A game can be a different thing to that. Not all games should be The Witcher. Maybe even a fourth Witcher shouldn't be The Witcher. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when you're selling something a certain way and then you get home, like if someone gives you a cheeseburger and you get home and it's a chicken burger, nothing wrong with a chicken burger, but you didn't want chicken. Yeah. I think I probably would have realised, like, that happened to me last night. I got Uber Eats. <laughs> no, Not no. that exact scenario. <laughs> Not that exact scenario, but I, I got Uber Eats and I ummed and ahed over a decision. Right. And they sent me the wrong thing. Mm. I'd ahed and they'd sent me the um. Right. And I opened it up and I was like, you know what? I did actually want this. Wow. <laughs> they, they fucking... They're wrong, but they also, they've kind of nailed it. Yeah. Good on them. They knew. Yeah. They know what's best for me. Yeah. That's how I feel about CD Projekt Red. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's coming out some point. Good on them. They're they're working hard. You know, it came out and... uh, They're uh, spending time improving the game. They spent time improving it. They got a bit of uh, they got a bit of negative flack at the time, mm-hmm. and you know, as any developer should, even if they get a positive response, they want to tinker to the game to make it incrementally better for any new people that come along. Get yeah. under the hood. Get get the get on that little fucking skateboard. That little thing. skateboard thing. Yeah, little roll under. Have a, yeah. have a poke around. Have a look over at the bawdy calendar of a nude <laughs> yeah. woman that you got hanging in the corner. Deliberately yeah. smear some oil stains on your thing so yeah. that it looks like when you roll out you've been working when actually That's you've it. just been under there with yep. one of those nudie magazines <laughs> taped to the chassis of the car. person who owns the car comes in and you just take them to the cleaners. Oh. And you don't even do it nicely. No. You yeah. have a lot of attitude about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You're rude Like they're the idiot <laughs> for <laughs> driving a car. I can't believe you let your car get in the position where I can overcharge you to fix it. Yeah. Yeah, this guy can afford $1,800 per litre for petrol, so mm. I'm going to fuck them. Yeah. Um, Gran Turismo 7 is what we... <laughs> you yes. were doing such a nice little segue and then we went too far away. <laughs> it always it. happens. Yeah. <laughs> we get too caught up in the segues and they go for about 15 minutes. Yeah. And by the time we get to the end of the segue, we've lost any energy to talk about the actual news story. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Gran Turismo 7, it went down for a couple of days and then when it came back, a rude little surprise... For anyone who, look, there probably are plenty of people out there, as we talked about the other week, who've made their peace with, uh, you know, spending real world money on the cars in this game. Mm-hmm. They've got the disposable income for it. Sure. They're like, they've done the math. They're like, oh, you know what? I want that, you know, I want that Porsche. It's not I want too that bad of a deal. Monaro. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And even though at launch the game, you know, didn't let you sell cars to make credits and maybe the credits were a bit harder to earn and the cars were a bit more expensive than normal. You know what? You made your peace with it. Yeah, yeah. look, it's a, it's a new world. And this game exists within it, so I have to accept that the march of time has continued to rap a pum pum. Yep, and marching drums. <laughs> if you read a review that before you bought it, then you already knew that, right? Because yeah, exactly. all the reviews had it ahead of time. They had the opportunity to look at this game, and then yeah. It yeah. goes down last week and it's down for days. Literally unplayable yeah. for the majority of the content in the game because it is reliant on being able to contact a server. Yeah. And then when it comes back, everything is fucking tons more expensive. Yep. They've readjusted some of the races so you don't make as much money from them. And everything is retuned to encourage, encourage, to require. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, real-world money spending to achieve the things that in all of the previous Gran Turismo games could be achieved by playing the game. Yeah. It has been made, uh, like, to the point of it being more egregious than most games, mm. especially full-priced ones. Yeah, mm. which is, when we reviewed it, I said one of the things I like about it is that there's such, like, a, a Japanese elegance in all of the presentation mm. and the things that you do in the game, like the, you know, you get your objectives from a little man at a cafe. Like, there's jazz playing over all the menus. And then this is, like... So at odds with that. This mm. is so not like a kind of chill Japanese right. company way of doing things. It seems like a very like Western practice. Very, yeah, very American game. money yeah. grubbing microtransaction. Yeah. It is a corporate game. decision at the very least. Yeah. It is a heavy handed uh, and yeah, like really um, short sighted, I think, and uh, unnecessary and unpleasant thing to 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 alter this game to be and to throw away all this goodwill like right people did have to you know come to grips with that initial stuff that you said of the the right you know the price increases and all that stuff but you know this has been a series that's been beloved for years yeah <laughs> and, and like this one came out despite initial objections to that stuff and received good positive reception yes yeah i mean this is a thing where you're seeing a lot of people online at the moment internet conspiracy theorists go oh they did they knew they were gonna because this has happened what three weeks after launch Mm, so soon after launch 
They always knew they were going to do this. They held off on the extent of it to get the good press, to get the good reviews. They've got yeah. glowing like nines and tens pretty much across the board. Yeah. And then, you know, they've they've deliberately withheld this and then done it after getting all that to kind of sneak it in, which generally you read stuff like that and you go, I, I think you're overthinking it. But in this case, it's like, yeah, nah. that's, yeah. that's literally, it's not like they decided down the line. They would have had this strategy ready to yeah. go when they launched the game. Yeah. There's no yeah. way they couldn't have. We, we faked the moon landing in this yeah. case. There is <laughs> no way that this wasn't the plan because yeah. it is so deliberate. And then, so um, they put out like an apology for it being down and stuff like that. But who gives a fucking shit? Like, because yeah. the, the, I mean, sure, maybe normally it would be fine, but the apology was so weak and so not addressing people's actual problems with it that it would just This like, isn't the bullet train running 30 seconds late. Mm. This is way worse than that. Yeah. And this is one of Sony's fucking chuck it in the opening thing for the movie credits of Uncharted yeah. like, <laughs> level of <laughs> yeah. tentpole main this is what Sony is games and all that Sony is at the moment is like you can get our exclusives on our PS5s. Like that is their big, big thing right yeah. now. Yeah. And they've fucked one of them. Yep. Yeah, it's really, it's really brutal. Like the yeah, we've talked before about like something like a Fortnite where it's free to play, but then you can get the you know the season pass where you get your skins and all that kind of stuff. Like generally speaking, that's I think we're all kind of like okay with that as a model. Yeah, but this thing of like uh, this game, the pricing is can often be bad, and it is often exploitative anyway. But it is a lot more forgivable or ignorable when it is. The, the structure around how they sell that stuff matters. Yeah, sure. Right. But, I mean, in this case where this isn't like an optional online mode mm. where it's like, you know, right. they're taking you for a real ride with the multiplayer, but you've still got a whole single-player campaign that you can, you've paid your 80 bucks and you can just play through that if you want. Mm. This, like, the whole getting of the cars and the winning the races to get more cars is so... That's, that's the progression of sitting down right. and playing that game on your own. This is the equivalent of a new um, Mario platformer coming out and it being like, hey, to finish this level, you've got to pay $10. Right. Like it, it really does right. feel like or that because you, it's impacting like, the single player experience. We're not making you pay because you can jump on 5,000 Goomba heads and right. Right. get exactly. a tenth of yeah. the same amount. Yeah. This like, happened, well, that isn't real. This it happened with um, Shadow of War. Right. Exact mm. same thing where they added loot boxes, they added stuff that you could buy to progress and they artificially lengthened the campaign. Right. Like it's like, yeah, you can go faster if you pay real money. The game is here. You've paid for the game and it's here. But if you want to skip ahead a little bit, then just drop some money and maybe you'll get what you want in a loot box. And right. they, as most companies who make these sorts of things end up having to do, is they went back on that stuff and eased it up at some point and we'll see if that happens with Gran Turismo. But There's yeah. just something about the toying with the, the single-player experience, the experience yeah. of yeah. having paid full price for the game and yeah. making your way through it and getting that 100%, those trophies and stuff that I think is, at this point in time, is so in people's heads as like, that's a that's a right that you have when you've paid the whatever price it is, the full price yeah. for a game. And I think we all kind of accept that this microtransaction-y stuff is more the domain of the online kind of multiplayer, which a lot of people, either they engage with that and they know that that's what they're getting into, or they just don't engage with it and they're like, that's great, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I paid $100 for this game, I can sync... 20 hours into just collecting and getting my little cars. And, and it's like that bleeding into yeah. your experience of just you solo on the couch doing this to unwind. That really bothers me. And it's an expectation setting thing where like there's been a ton of other games in this same exact series that have had the same exact or, you know, very similarly structured sort of campaign modes that this one is now doing worse. Mm. Yeah, and you can yeah, see yeah. it compared to what the bar that they have set for themselves previous to this. So it's not even like coming in and feeling un entitled and shit, which I've seen people even say about this, where it's like, well, you can get half the cars easily. It's like, yeah, but it is that means that it is half as accessible right. without paying money as the previous games. Right. And so that's not an entitlement thing. That's a, 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 a them coming along and removing something yeah. That you were entitled to <laughs> those those British fucks in Forza Horizon. Sure, they might have 
They might they might be yammering at me constantly. They might yeah. have absolutely no respect for the culture that they've turned up and be driving around. But at <laughs> yes. least they're not trying to extort me for any extra money to drive a right. Volkswagen Beetle off a volcano. <laughs> they are leaving dirty footprints on your couch. <laughs> yeah. For sure when they're sleeping on there. That's the type of people they are. But you knew that going in. Yeah. Yep. And then they'll buy groceries for the house. Yes. Yeah, they'll they'll leave paint, it level. They'll spray paint the my bedroom wall with giant anime titties. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Good on them. Yeah. Those yeah. big ones that come out of the wall like those mouse pads. Yeah. And, but you're yeah. the mouse. There's a big skitty in the toilet bowl, but there's yeah. a six pack in the fridge as well. It all mm. balances out, but this one. And they bought you Forza Horizon 5. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's nice of them. This is just, yeah, really uh, a shame and frustrating. And like, even if they do go back on it and fix it up or whatever, it's still very. Uh, uh, disappointing to see them try it on this yeah. hard. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. This soon after as, the launch, as especially well. with it being this main Sony thing, where their fucking thing now, their whole thing, I would say to a lot of people, is that they have big tentpole single player focused games. Yes. Yep. Which this was basically one of. Yep. And if they're doing it here, where's next? And it makes mm. you lose a bit of fucking interest in in, especially if they're going to do it this way, where they pull the fucking rug out from under yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. You should yeah. make driving on the rug in the first place. <laughs> but like, let me stay on it. Yeah. It makes me so mad. I'm going to go home and fire up this game and get into my Suzuki Swift and just fucking drive it into a wall. <laughs> oh, no. Just do fuck big burnouts in oh. it and just really. Fuck the whole thing up. Don't bother, Dad. I'm listening to loud classical <laughs> remixes in the only car I can afford. <laughs> Japanese FF hatchback. Mm. Yeah. From companies overcharging you to companies <laughs> offering you a discount. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. The exact opposite of Gran Turismo. Yeah. A grand couple of companies. Okay. Yep. NordVPN are sponsoring us this week. NordVPN. It's a VPN company that gives you a VPN for a really uh, reasonable price. Especially if you're listening to this ad and you, you make a, make use of what we'll say later. That's right. What's a VPN, Knox, and why is it useful? It stands for Virtual Private Network, and it's useful because I don't like being tracked on the internet. <laughs> I don't want Sony hacking into my history and seeing me type in Gran Turismo 7 bad review okay. <laughs> so okay. I can bite the ulcer that's existing in my <laughs> mouth now. Uh, it, it, yeah, it is useful for uh, accessing the internet as though you were in a country other than your own, mm -hmm. to uh, either hide your identity online, which is a security thing and important, yep. or to uh, you know be in another country and, and maybe use some of the things that that country's internet offers. That's that right. Change is as good as a holiday. A lot of people haven't been able to travel for the last two years. Well, oh. you know it's the next best thing. Yeah, yes. Getting your little yes. VPN and pretending you're in Botswana while you're doing <laughs> your browsing. Yeah. It's a computer staycation. Yes. yes. That's what a VPN is. Uh, also, if you're someone who, like me, has had their credit card, like, I guess, vert digitally skimmed, you know, when oh. you're, uh, yeah. like, using shittier um, shopping carts and stuff. Yeah. Um, I've had that happen to me. That's how my credit card's been stolen. Using a VPN means that you're... Connection is encrypted and that yeah. stuff is much less likely to happen. I'm the only one on this podcast who's never been scammed. And I'm the one who's been with NordVPN for the longest. Uh, Coincidence? Oh. Yes. yes. <laughs> I actually signed up to NordVPN last mm. week. Um, I wanted to listen to some... Uh, there was like a Japanese jazz album that was on YouTube. Oh. And you couldn't oh. listen to it outside of Japan. It's called Got Gran myself. Turismo 7 Official Soundtrack. <laughs> Got the little uh, NordVPN going. Set my location to Japan. Listened to the album and then forgot that I had it turned on. And then uh, every site I got into, onto, including Facebook, all in Japanese. Yes. And I felt like the world's biggest weed. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> I'm doing my social media. <laughs> I want it to be all in Japanese just to immerse myself in the culture. Yeah, but then Chrome still automatically translates it back. It's just initially it's in Japanese. Yes, yes. Like, ah, oh, yes, I'm LARPing as, as a real <laughs> Japanese person. <laughs> um, but, yes, you can grab an exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash filthy or using the code filthy on the website uh, to get a huge discount uh, off a plan you get a free month and a bonus gift which we we never established what it is but I think it might just be a second free month or something okay I believe someone also said that you don't just have to get the Nord VPN plan uh, sorry you can't you it's not only the Nord VPN in plan that you can get a discount on if you use that code. It's oh, other stuff. Right. So you can just go to their website, put Filthy in when you're getting some other th things that they offer, software, whatever, and it'll, uh, it'll give you Very a discount. Nice. Yeah. Give you a certain percentage off. Yes. But uh, big old discount. I believe the longer you sign up, the more the discount. NordVPN.com slash Filthy. Speaking of percentages off. Yes. What if 
I've got too much hair on my ball sack. Well, you and I could, want to take um, a percentage off of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How much yeah. percent would you want to? How take? much does 100. your agent get off the top? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, it depends if it's been a good month or not. But if it's been a bad month, they get a fair bit of it on their <laughs> yeah, desk. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what I do because I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Manscaped oh. is sponsoring us again. Uh, our wonderful, wonderful friends at Manscaped. Oh, what time of year is it? I guess uh, what's coming it's up? March. Um, well, I just had Easter. my birthday. Easter. Yeah. Yep. New life regeneration. Yes. The spring in other yes. countries. Yes. Uh, in the northern hemisphere, but yeah, it's a it's a revitalizing time of starting nice and fresh. Uh, yep. In in the southern hemisphere, it's autumn, so stuff off uh, the the foliage is falling off. Yeah. Keep those eggs clean. Yep. By uh, yeah, getting uh, some manscape stuff. They're good products that uh, really work well at personal grooming, which I don't think is what we've. Yeah, you got yeah, the lawnmower 4.0. Uh, nice hair little electric trimmer. electric yep. razor, USB charged. Um, say, little safety uh, thing on the on the blades, which is more effective and better than any electric razor I've used. Mm. Yep. It's 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 um, uh, it's so effective while still being like not. Um, bitey or anything. It's effective yeah. in two ways. Yeah. Effective, safety effective oh. and functionally effective. Yeah, yep. yeah. It really shaves you down like a baby yeah. <laughs> if you want it to. Like when you shave a baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to stay hairless forever. <laughs> Thanks to, to Manscaped. You're going to be a swimmer. That's why. Yeah. You know, raise a little Michael Klim. Um, I'm going to oil you up and race you. <laughs> Throw you down the hallway. Yeah, Manscaped endorses all of this. Uh, <laughs> they got the ear and nose trimmer as well. Yes, a lot of hair tri- ear and nose hair trimmer. <laughs> right, yeah. it's not physically. My nose not, is too big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shave a few inches off. It's not it. a co- cosmetic surgery implement. Right, to right. be clear, it is a hair trimmer. A yeah. lot of good products, and if you go to manscaped.com and use the code Filthy, you get twenty yep. percent off and free shipping. So good. What the fuck? Manscaped.com, Filthy, twenty percent off, free shipping. That's a damn good deal. You know what else is a pretty damn good deal? Mm. Whether or not, I don't know the quality of the things yet, and I've seen varied things, Okay, but I think personally that it is a good deal, especially if you have the Switch Online expansion pass thing, oh. is the new Mario Kart 7, 8, eight? tracks. <laughs> the new Mario Kart 7, 8 tracks, yes. <laughs> yeah. 7 or 8 tracks, new yeah. in Mario Kart 8. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you've got, yeah, if you've already got that expansion pass for the Switch Online, you just... You just get it. Yeah. You just have it for free. And otherwise, it's like what twenty five US dollars, something like that. Twenty five for yeah, and then you're gonna get ultimately forty eight tracks. About fifty cents a track. Oh, it's twenty five for all of them. For the whole yeah. thing, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So wave one is out, which is two cups mm. of four courses each. Right. And Adam, what's that a total of? Two times four. Yep. <sighs> I've what, got him. Um, I knew it. Okay. It's between seven and well, you got one group nine. of four. I knew I'd outsmart him one day. Yeah. I know it's eight, motherfucker. <laughs> Damn, that was good acting. Wow. <laughs> this Chimp Cop show is going to be a fucking hoot. <laughs> Fuck, how'd this cunt get in space? Damn, he's pretending not to know numbers. This is genius. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you've I, you've you've been playing them. We we haven't yet. We're going to do a YouTube video after this of us yeah. having a look at those courses if you want to take a look at what they're like. But uh, what do you reckon, Tommy? Very nice to be back in on a great game from... Five years ago? No more. Six. Nearly well, the original, yeah. It's eight yeah. years ago. Eight years ago. 2014. God damn. Right, yeah. for the OG, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... um. It is, well, this is 8DX, Adam. Oh, sorry. Well, then it's only five years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a... Yeah, it's a weird thing that this exists. Yeah. So far after the fact of um, mm. the... Uh, yeah, Mario Kart 8 first coming out. Yeah. Or the deluxe version coming out on the Switch, I should say. And selling like a fucking... Big, big stack of real warm cakes. Isn't it still like in the top sellers of it's at all still times? Yeah. Always, always up the in top. that top yeah. selling yeah. thing. So I mean, it's kind of it's weird in a it's weird in a lot of ways. It's weird to do this, yeah, this long after the fact, but it's also weird to kind of be bothering when it is mm. still selling well of its own accord. And mm. that is the the thing that I've seen that I would be interested in hearing about is the idea of how much they've bothered with mm. with this particular set of tracks. Because the the stuff I've seen again, not having played them myself just yep. yet, is that they are pretty quickly lifted out of uh, tour, which has its own remakes of like SNES tracks and yep. things like that, yep. right. and then some like tour original tracks in there too. And so the graphics look a bit lower quality than the normal Mario Kart Eight tracks and so on. Yes, I don't know if they've lifted them directly or not, but they. I mean, I haven't played enough tour to know, but they definitely are of a. 
lower visual quality uh, oh, right. overall. They still they're very vibrant. They they don't look shit by any means, but they just definitely. I mean, so I played through them all a couple of times, and then that kind of got me back in the vibe of Mario Kart Eight. So mm. I just kind of went back into some of the original cups and courses that are on there. Yeah. And the the difference is. You know, it's like you kind of get used to the new ones and then you sort of go back and it's like, oh, yeah, there is just a lot more detail in like right. things like a little bush on the side of the track or like a, a wall that you go up against. They're just a bit flatter in the mm-hmm. There's just like less detail in the textures. Yeah, they still look nice and cartoony, but they it is noticeable, which, yeah, it's... I mean, obviously, it's not going to be all hands on deck with this because it is, I believe, that nine is in active development so that's the speculation i've seen is that this is like literally kind of a last minute stopgap because right. nine was taking a bit longer than right for right two sort of thing so i get i mean yeah i get that it can't be done to quite the same level but it is it's a slight shame because it, it, it does still all exist in the same package and there's now mm. just this like kind of weird graphical inconsistency mm. from if you just went on shuffle from one track to the next potentially you're getting this like Bit of a, I don't know. It's 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 kind of weird. It's a little jarring. The, mm. the stuff I, one of the things I liked about a lot of the tracks in eight is that they got so much stuff going on in the background. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. many little animations of little shy guys walking around and planes flying over and all sorts of shit going on. Yeah, yeah. that was really fun and lively and engaging. There's still and stuff. that. There's still like little guys on the side of the tracks, kind of bouncing around. It's it's the main thing you notice it in is just like the amount of effort that they've gone to with the the textures. Just, just like flat shaded. It's colors just a little. Kind of it's a little more flatter than right. the okay. amount of detail that's in the the main game. But um, overall, yeah, you're getting some new Mario Kart tracks in a in a great game, mm. and it's just been fun to be playing that game again. And also the fact that they're including. Uh, a lot of tracks from Tua is, I think, smart because I think even someone who's played all of these games a lot like me, Tua's like the kind of where I cut out. Like I've tried to play it a couple of times, right. but having to use the touchscreen to play it, I just kind of have no interest in. Being able to play them with proper controls. Yeah. So there's out of the eight that are on this, three of them are from Tua, which is a good ratio of tracks that do feel new. They're not just like the nostalgia thing of like, oh, yeah, Choco Mountain from... 64, I remember this one. It's like it does make it feel like you are getting a couple of basically brand new tracks in there mm, because you've right. got no experience rather than just paying for a bunch of, uh, yeah, remastered tracks and from the do those, Game Boy Advance. Do those tracks feel good put into this new context of 8 seeing as like those older tracks that were on like, yeah, the, the Super Circuit and whatever from yep. back in the day? Uh, older games, a lot smaller tracks, less mm. room to move and like 8 especially being so controlling with so much of like you these big wide tracks that you drift around and stuff yeah. like that how, how how is like the the controls of eight how does that translate to these old yeah tracks? it translates fine i mean i think that you could you could conceivably apart from the graphical stuff you could probably play these in the context of the the game as a whole not necessarily knowing that they're such a late addition mm-hmm. and they right. wouldn't stand out too much they are i mean the tracks that were made the new tracks that were made for eight are like you know, by especially by the end of the DLC, ones that they were doing for that, where they were making those new tracks, they're, mm. you know, some of them are huge and they've got the anti-gravity stuff. They don't quite have the same length and, like, the the roads aren't quite as wide right. and they don't have any of, like, the anti-gravity stuff. But there's one track in particular called Ninja Hideaway, which is um, you're in, like, a little dojo and you pretty quick... There's all these, like, different paths that you can take through it, including you go on like a little um, jet of air and you end up kind of like in the roof of the dojo and you're kind of having to like cool. drive along these little beams that are like pretty Ooh, precarious. That sounds fun. Um, yeah, that one in that one's the real highlight. Like it's, it's pretty intricate. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't quite have the same like kitchen sink approach of like some of the more intricate ones of eight, but it's mm. still, yeah, it's, it's still, yeah. I mean, we're not going to get new track. Like, the, the crazy new tracks that are being worked on are being worked on for eight. For so nine. For, sorry, for nine, yeah. 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 I think, yeah, this is like, if this is like the best we're going to get, this is still like a good standard, I think. It's not nothing. Um, yeah. And like that's, it's, it is cool to add so many of the old tracks and like there's something appealing about the idea of like a Mario, like Smash Brothers version. Yeah. It's Mario Kart. Let's yeah. just chuck it all in. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I don't think I owned any other Mario Kart game before eight. Mm. What about the Wii one? 
That's the only one. I got you. Yeah, that's <laughs> Gonzo one. journalism. That's the one. I, yeah, I did have the Wii one. <laughs> I played only with the steering wheel controller. Yeah, with the uh, tennis racket <laughs> attachment. Yeah. Um, no, actually, you're right. But I didn't have anything older than that. Right. So all of the like legacy tracks, the nostalgia ones, will be new to me. And I, I picked up 8 this morning to play it for the first time in a year. Right. Like, maybe, honestly, probably longer. Yeah, mm. um, would be. And got a real um, got a real hankering for playing some more of it. Cool. And I probably will just buy this pack. They're not. I mean, yeah, they're not like the best tracks that are on there because there's some absolutely fantastic. I think they've done the best new tracks that they can do for this game. Like right. especially in that As in second the best, pulled the best tracks out of the old games to put into this game. Well, I mean more like the the original ones. Oh, are, so, right. The, so eight the had the best tracks out there. of yeah, the yeah, series. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think. Again, yeah, this is one of my favourite games of all time and mm. just having a new set of stuff to go in and do and like, yeah, I want to try and get gold and the three stars on all of these. It's like, yeah, yeah and just getting a new little thing of them every three months, it's like, it's nice. It's yeah. like I kind of wish this happened more. Like the whole DLC cycle with things tends to be really like, this game's coming out, here's our plan of what we're going to release for it and that's maybe going to be eight months or a year or whatever. Having a little thing randomly come out that inspires you to pick up this great game that you've had for five years that's just kind of been sitting there. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, sure. It's a, it's the perfect game for it, I reckon, yeah, as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, if you're, if you're, if you're hun- hunkering for new games... Yeah. Uh, there's a pretty good one out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Death Store. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, we've all played, uh, and I ended up finishing Tunic. Yep. Yeah, uh, which we surprise release on the uh, Game Pass. Game Pass. Game yeah. Pass. Yeah. I think yeah. it's on just I was Xbox. Say the Game Shop. <laughs> <laughs> the Xbox Game Shop. You've, you hit your head really hard earlier today, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> there, it's out on I think Xbox and PC. Right. Uh, at yeah. this point, you can buy it on Steam and stuff as well. Um, it is so we won't we won't give any spoilers for this because I wouldn't have any. I've played probably I've played it for an hour, but I have right. barely made any progress. Well, and I don't want to spoil it for for you guys by telling anyone too much about it as well because a lot of the thrust of this game is figuring out the sort of mysteries of this game right as you go because it's presented to you. It's like a top down Zelda style. Uh, action adventure RPG, not RPG at all, but like action adventure exploration yeah. kind of puzzle but game. RPG in the way that Zelda's an RPG. Right. Where you, yeah. you don't have a weapon to start with, you have to kind of find one. Like, you got hearts and there's combat and yeah. we'll, we'll get into Potions that. Potions and things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Items that you're finding along the way. And also uh, the, the, the one thing about the game that, you know, I didn't really know going in, but I think is worth telling people about is that you are building this... Uh, instruction manual yeah, for yeah, the game yeah. as you go. Yeah. So you're walking around looking for pages in the world to get this very, very well made yeah. uh, digital instruction manual for the game as though it were like a Japanese import game from like 1992. It's totally. like yeah. the feeling you've got of. It's fl- got the like thing that I, I mean, I loved instruction manuals. That would be the thing <sighs> when a new game was coming out. Right. I genuinely would get as excited to read the manual as I would to play the game. Because a lot of the time there'd be cool art in there and they've got that thing where it'll, you know, showing you how to attack. There's a little cool little illustration of him. Right. You sort all that kind of stuff from that anyone who grew up on that era will be very, very familiar with. They do it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Instruction manual looks fucking great. It is uh, like this really high quality digital scan of like, it looks printed yeah. on it, and yep. then there's like little blue pen marks that that you know the the previous owner of this game has made in the manual, and you use this manual to give you clues as to how to play the game and where to go and what abilities you have yep. and how things work in the game. And when you pause to open it up, the instruction manual kind of comes up on the screen, and you kind of can see. Behind it, the the game has kind of shrunk down mm, into like a like CRT, a CRT yeah, kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, it's really really neat. It's it looks so at the start like cool. it's just a, it's just like a, a unique way of doing a tutorial. Like it takes you right. kind of a, a little while to realize right. like how much of like an intricate artistic thing it is rather than just like a little snappy tutorial. Thing. Right, because you're going back and forth between getting bits of this manual and going. Oh, that location's over there because now the manual points to it. And like slowly revealing all of this stuff. And it does the best type of puzzle game reveals where the answer was in front of you. And then once you're given 
a little bit more information, you put you piece it all together. Yeah, right. it really tells you nothing. There's any text in the game is in its own invented language. Yep. There's little sort of keywords that will be written in English, yep. but then yes, there is a made up language yep. that, that most of the manual and all of the text in the game most is written in. Most of the in. signs that you go to are just like, do you want to... Hmm? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll yeah. just be gibberish and it'll be like, okay. yes or no? <laughs> yeah. right. All right, well, yep. And it's it. The game is just really satisfying to explore and delve into and figure out more of. And every time you get a new page, and you get sort of both sides of one page by mm. picking one up, you know, and you flip over it with a really satisfying sound. I just cannot uh, express enough how well done that instruction manual in particular is. Yeah, it's a it's such it's such a yeah it's such a brilliant like idea and execution that it's crazy that I've not seen it. Yeah, right. done in anything before, like it's, especially because that whole throwback mm. NES NES kind of era and like that nostalgia for people who mm. are now in their thirties is like been so red hot for the last few years that no one's really thought to replicate the manual thing. Mm. It's a fir- it's the first thing in a long time where I've gone. I want to get a real life physical version of this thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. on my desk here. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, you're you, that that part of the game of like going through and finding all these really well placed and hidden and, and revealed and, and done secrets and stuff like that. Really satisfying. Love that aspect of the game. Then the other part of the game is there's quite a lot of combat and I fucking hated the combat by the end of it. I'd hate it at the start. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, especially even comparing it to Death's Door, which I didn't like. It f- Death's Door felt more precise and responsive. Yeah. Yeah. It felt a lot more like you were in control, whereas this, it's a bit, it feels a bit, like it's rubbery it's like it's, it's hard yeah. to, uh, it's a lot of like the the movement and the controls and and then yeah that seeps into the combat it's just got this it's it's hard to describe but it's like it, a it feels closer to like a proof of concept game that like a a first time developer has just made with a free engine yeah like a, like in, a in very the combat talented and movement person. way yeah. yes like like someone who's like Going, their next game is going to be, you know, incredible. Yeah. But it still feels like they didn't yeah. quite get to tune, like, the speed of dodges and, and the speed yeah. of attacks. It's a huge shame because it's, like, in this bad halfway point between being, like, A Link to the Past and Elden Ring or whatever. Right. Where it doesn't fit either one well at all. So you're not... Yeah. It, the combat isn't fun and simple and the combat isn't satisfying and challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's stuck in this really uncomfortable middle point where it gets quite challenging and demanding and then you never feel like it is responsive enough mm. or uh, well-tuned enough or fun enough you f- you for that feel to like be satisfying. You just feel fluking the, ch- yeah. the combat a little bit. It's and you a- get like there's a dodge and you know that you're, you're targeting, locking onto stuff and it's got all the tools there. They're just not well made, unfortunately. It, it really feels like the combat was a bit of an afterthought and especially mm. playing through the early segments of it, I was like... Oh, okay. Yeah, this is just a game where they've really focused on the exploration and the puzzles and mm. the combat's a bit of an afterthought, but that's fine. It's not really going to be too obtrusive or get in the way too much. And then I was I played it for a few hours last night and then I was reading a bit more about it online and I was surprised to discover that, oh, no, combat does play yes. a big role in it. I was like, oh, man, that's you get such like- a shame because if it had have just been to the level that it is in the beginning, it's like, oh, well, you know, you can kind of mm. muddle around this. It's not too bad. but And it is similar and compares unfavorably to Death Store where the combat in that, you know, there were difficult bosses as you go through. Yes. It's kind of challenging, but it was really satisfying in that because I felt like the controls worked. Right. Yeah. And in this, it is asking the same of you, but not giving you the tool set. In the, it just is uh, such a shame because I think the exploration puzzle solving side of this game is top notch and really great. Right. And reminds me of some of my favorite games of that type and then i just slugged through this uh, unsatisfying combat to see more of that stuff and so it really left the game in like this uh disappointing place in between those Mm. two where Mm. i found it frustrating or not even frustrating just not fun to play when it was really combat focused but was so into what they're doing with the presentation of that instruction manual and with how they lay out these puzzles and mysteries and stuff that you uncover throughout the course of the game in such a satisfying and fun and unique way. The way that this game feels like uh, you've hired a SNES game from like a really good video store that had Japanese imports yep. and someone else has played it before you and drawn in the manual. Yep. It's fucking cool and it's so like... Well done that it becomes immersive and like 
genuinely mysterious and interesting. And then, yeah, it's just really let down by the combat, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a shame that there's not like a difficulty setting on it where you Mm. could just crank down and – because it's – yeah, it's like that's the fun bit is the exploration. It's like, well, I don't – yeah, the the combat is just annoying. If you could put it down to easy and just kind of breeze through that because that's not the most satisfying stuff about it anyway. But then it would be a link to the past. Right. You know, like that's how that game kind of felt. Yeah. That's fine. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, I I really was surprised to get deeper into it and realise that it is starting to try and do these bits of kind of, yeah, Death's Door yeah. style combat because I was like, oh, I, I really would have been so down for a game that's just, and especially with Elden Ring on the back burner as well, right. it's like I really wouldn't mind a game that's just all just looking around and finding puzzles and, yeah, a bit of boss fights here and there, but, you know, just a very simple, hey, throw three bombs at this guy and then he's down and get him yeah. in the right, you know. If they're in there, they give you the flavour of that era of game. Cool, great use of them, but mm-hmm. they're not, it, it's that. it, And it feels like if this game had been made 15 years ago before like the Souls games and stuff, it would have been like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it would have been better. And it feels like it's tuned to this like annoyingly demanding, tunic to this annoyingly <laughs> demanding combat that isn't really demanding it's just frustrating to yeah and it's just annoying it's, yeah it, if, if, if it wasn't made that or it feels like they've made it that way just because that's how games are now well they've put in like the stamina bar which goes down when you dodge and when you use yeah. shit. like it's it's it is literally using the dark souls formula well, and for it's got you that. leave behind your yeah, currency right. when you get yeah. killed and one neat thing that i don't believe i've seen done in a game that uses this mechanic before i could be wrong though when you when you return to that site and you've oh, got your little yeah. your little spirit is there, From which again is like a cool representation of it. You've got this little like ghost, and you go over and you push the A button to get those. I don't even know what they're called, but the currency coins back coins, the runes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it sort of lets off this blast mm. that kind of damages any enemies that are in the um, vicinity, which I thought which is a cool mechanic. Like yeah. It's, yeah, you've died and you've come back, and if you time it properly, you can. You can use that previous death to get yourself a little and slight advantage. Some of the items and stuff you get are cool and whatever, but they're just never fun to use. And that mm. is the same with that little blast because the combat is almost always annoying. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, but if you can put up with that, there is a really satisfying mystery exploration puzzle game in there that I loved that was brought down an unfortunate number of notches mm. by, the, you know, almost 50% of the game being annoying. He just yeah. also, I think it's even, yeah, it's not, it's the combat, but it's also just kind of the way he moves around the Quite world. Slow. I wish he was, because it's, a lot of it is, you know, dying and then having to make your way back over to like a little area that you're in because yeah. you hadn't like found a new save point or whatever. And he just... A new bonfire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally again. He's like a, thing. yeah, he just, it's like, you kind of want to just be able to start like kind of zipping around the area a little bit more. Yeah. And he's very plotty, which I just, for something like this, I find a little bit mm. kind of tedious. That's I don't know. It's like I it's also don't like how it looks aside from the manual. The, <laughs> it, the, it's pretty. It reminded me of like a sort of, I don't know, just like a free to play. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's a shame. A lot, a lot of how it looks in just in game is like pretty kind of like indie game generator, yeah. you know, yeah. kind of look. We, I, I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's, um, it just gave me a vibe of other stuff that is bad. Right. So, I like the design yeah. of the world and stuff. The enemies yeah. are a little kind of like by the numbers. I love the music though. The music the was very the one right. thing in Death's Door that didn't really gel with me all that much. Just I thought it was good, but just not to my specific taste. But yeah. this is kind of like very, yeah, vibey, chill wavy, kind of house music y sort of stuff yeah. that I think is done really, really well. And I overall, yeah, that. I'm really enjoying it. I'm going to push on with it. But The instruction yeah. manual mechanic and the, uh, the way it reveals itself is fantastic and so well done. And if you really like that type of thing, you will probably, like me, be pushed through the mm, rest of the yeah. game. Mm. Um, and most importantly, as we say a lot of times when we review things now, it's on Game Pass. Right. So if you've got that, you you may as well. If you've had any passing interest in a yes. in a link to the past or a Link's Awakening or a Death's Door or things of that yeah. nature, even Soulsy kind of stuff, it's probably worth a go. I think sure. there's one specific point where if that point gets you to go, Oh shit, then you'll be in for the rest. And if you get turned off of it by before that point, you'll be like, eh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, give it a go though, like you say, and mm. uh well, don't, you know, do what you want with your life. Yeah. <laughs> cool to see something like this get a little boost on Game Pass, though, because I 
had sort of seen it. Um, it, I, it popped up in. It's, I can't think what it was, but I've definitely seen this. It's been one of those like indie games doing the rounds for years. Yeah, you know, yeah, one of yeah. Those, like yeah. little trade show darlings. And, and I kind of thought I'd probably give it a go because it's like the whole aesthetic of it is kind of my you know cute little fox and everything. But it also did look very like. Yeah, sort of by the numbers indie game, which mm. in some aspects of it design it definitely is, but it's yeah, there kind of is a lot more going on than what it looked like. I mean, yeah, even down yeah. to the fo- fact that it's just like a little fox is the main guy. It's like there's a there's that super lucky's tale. Like there is already is like right. an indie game doing a version of a beloved genre that's got a little fox as the mascot. Like right. it's you know it's all just a bit kind of like it didn't. It didn't really grab me in things that I'd seen of it as sure. as being as a unique of a thing as it was. Yeah, I agree. The instruction is. manual part, ten out of ten. Yeah. Rest of the game, like a five or six. Mm. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. That's gonna do us for this week. Uh we will be back next week with I imagine a bit of Kirby and a bit of Ghostwire. Yeah. Yeah. That's been getting weird all over the shop reviews. I'm really yeah. interested to to have a look at that myself. Yeah. To get the definitive answer. <laughs> I've not really been interested in it. And then I was watching a video review of it last night that was sort of mostly negative, but everything that was, you know, all the footage that I was seeing, I was like, oh, this looks way better than I thought it looked in like the trailers and stuff. So mm. I don't know. I think it could be it could be fun. Yeah. Could I certainly like the time. way it looks. Yeah. yeah. And Kirby's good, but like I doubt you'll play it over Kirby. You're going to be Oh, I'm yeah. I'm, mouthful I'm straight Kirby. into the yeah, I'm straight into the mouthful zone, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, yeah, we better wrap it up there. filthycasuals.com.au. Get on the Patreon, yes. support the show on there, get a bonus episode every week. Um, we've also got the Bandcamp premium episodes. We've got the YouTube channel where we're putting up a couple of videos every week. Mario Kart video coming up soon, I yep. guess. Yep. Yep. Tomorrow or we're something. We're going to do it after this. Yeah. yeah. Don't know what uh, uh, Bandcamp wise, we did every Star Wars game. Yeah. Uh, most recently. Yeah. Big we'll, old episode. We'll do another one of those Bandcamp longer episodes soon too, I would imagine. Yeah, in yeah. about a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not until May at the absolute earliest. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got all that. And yeah, Comedy Festival, come and check out our shows. We would really appreciate it. We'd love to see all you guys there. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Uh, apologies if you're listening to this in two or three weeks when we will take it down for an extended period of time. And then when it goes back up, just make you pay. It's a new idea we've got for podcasts. <laughs> pay us. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.